Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Addy Oye Jr. Joining me is twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Don't do it. Blessing, don't, let's hear it. Don't let's do it. Don't. It. No, let's we don't need it. to hear it. You don't need uh, to put that out to the world. Michelle, we need to get to the payload. That's, <laughs> that's blessing, the best I can do. That is that's the best I can do. Obama they know what it is. They know what it is. It well, helped and, that he added Michelle. Andy, give me yours. Give me what yours, because we're both bad at this. We're, no, we're both awful, but I, what I'm hoping Corey Cudney does is clip out you getting into it, because oh, yeah. there's a famous, uh, obviously hugely famous gif of me, bless, that all the fans across the universe are using, where it's me trying to get into Michael Caine mode, and you see me kind of... Mm get into the like i do my mouth and i kind of get into the michael kane impersonation mode and i would love to see your kind of oh, tra- my, my your, transformation your, i would like Barack to see Obama. the steps two through four of the animorphs kind of like how that looks with mm. you uh, changing into Barack obama it's so bad we we need to do more for this country sasha malia sasha there it is there it is i'm so I'm so sorry for everybody who misses Imran, everybody. Yeah. Andy, you're, it's gonna be... this is your... I, so what's the deal, right? Like, you're here on KFGD yeah. with me. This is mm-hmm. our first time hosting together. It's the first time you've hosted a KFGD in a long minute. What's the sitch? What's going on here? Um, I told Greg and Tim that I would like to be on Gamescast more. And Greg said, cool. What about Games Daily? And I was like, I don't know what. And he was like, sold. You're on. And I was like, all right, hell yeah. So I'm here on Games Daily now. <laughs> Welcome. Awesome. Andy. It it's awesome, to, it it's awesome to have you. If, yeah, you let him so, trap you, man. You let you him know. trap you. Because Games Daily, out of all the games content we do over here on, on twitch.tv slash games and on youtube.com slash games, Games Daily is like the gauntlet, right? This is where we're talking about the nitty gritty right. shit. We're going to talk about sales numbers. We're going to talk about shady executives doing shady stuff. And all that is just this episode alone, let alone the rest of the year of Games Daily. And so you've stepped into the fire pit, but I do trust you. I do believe in you because you are the number one games journalist, as they call just you. Hold, as long as you're holding my hand, you know, and I... I've, I'm right again, there with you. I, I feel bad for anybody who misses Imran, but I have a lot to bring to the table as well. Um, I, you know, things that differentiate me and Imran, um, he's more informed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a lot of sources, I don't have any yes. of that, so I, I can't wait to to continue on this journey. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to have you, uh, mm-hmm. Andy. Let's start off with a little with a little bit of a fun discussion. Of course, later on today we're going to get the Nintendo Direct. We're going to react to that. So that's going to be a good time. I got a question here from Wit over on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, who wrote in just like you can and says, "Plain and simple." What do you want to see in the Nintendo Direct tomorrow? Or I guess today. This was written in yesterday. Right. Uh, and what do you think we'll see? While there are chances for the big things like Zelda or Mario, I'm just really hoping that some of the Nintendo indies, or I'm just, I'm just really hoping for some of the Nintendo indies, Hollow Knight, Silk Song, uh, Sports Story, etc. I'm hoping they get release dates and release windows. Andy, what are you kind of looking forward to for today's Nintendo Direct? We're not supposed to be super pie in the sky with this stuff, right? Because they explicitly said the first half of the year. Right, I think the announcements yeah. are. They lie to us, though. You know, it wouldn't be the first time. Remember, there was a few years ago where they had an E3 direct where they were like, "We're just focusing on this year," and then they came out, and I think that's when they did announce Breath of the Wild Two, another crazy mm. shit. So you never know. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of the smaller indies. A sports story would be awesome to get a release date on that. I know people are super stoked for Silk Song, and I need to go back and play Hollow Knight before that comes out, so I'm going to ask Nintendo to delay that indefinitely, bless, until I can get back mm-hmm. to it. Um, I'm, I mean, my mind is just on, like, give me another Link's... A, a Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, Oracle of Ages mm-hmm. remake in the old Link's... Uh, or in the recent re- Link's Awakening style. Because I just want something remade in that style. I don't see any 3D games being remade of Zelda, but I would... Love for a 2D game to be remade in that beautiful, just gorgeous, all the tilt shift in Bless, all the blurriness oh, yeah. in the background. I mean, it's just fantastic. I what mean, I do, I do expect that we'll get some big Zelda announcements. It's that tricky thing of, yeah, they talk about the first half of the year, which kind of limits it. Um, but it is, the, it, it is a big Zelda anniversary, anniversary this year, which means that, you know, they have a reason to come out and do some stuff. And so... You know, you, you mentioned we'll probably not get any 3D remakes, and I I agree with you 100% there. Though they do have things that they can port, 
and, you know, like Nintendo has the the trend of porting over Wii U games, and we got the remasters of Twilight Princess and Wind Waker there, and so I wouldn't be surprised to see those ported yeah, onto same. Switch sometime during the year. Uh, we got like the Ocarina of Majora's Mask remakes that were on 3DS, and of course, like 3DS games are kind of harder to bring over, but I think if they could do some form of that, that'd be awesome. And I know at, at this point, I know I'm already asking for way too much from Nintendo, um, but. If they could do some kind of piecemeal of, hey, here are your favorite Zelda games over the course of the year, I think that'd be awesome. I think it'd be awesome to see that to see, uh, see what you're talking about with the uh, a Link's Awakening ish kind of remake. I think that'd be cool. Breath of the Wild two details that'd be cool. Even if it's just a release date, if it's them like closing the direct me and like, by the way, one more thing, Breath of the Wild two is coming out this fall. I think that'd be really exciting. Uh, no what more about Heroes like 3? a release window? Yeah, release window. A release sure. window for Breath of the Wild 2, yeah, would be awesome. But yeah, No More Heroes 3 is another one which I would like a release date for because that's the game that was supposed to come out last year and it got delayed, I'm assuming, both because Suda 51, unpredict- unpredictable, but then also COVID-19, that imp- impacts development and all that stuff. I think that'd be awesome to get a release date for. Uh, and then I guess like, you know, I put out I put it on a tweet this morning, asked people what their last minute predictions are for the Direct. I was surprised by how many people seem to want Mario Golf. Uh, and I'm right there yeah. with everybody. Mario Golf would be awesome. And I think right, I think now's the time. I, I, I could see it coming through. I mean, so it was 2014, 2015 was the last one on 3DS? On I 3DS, yeah. I, it's time, bless. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're closing on near a decade. We don't need Mario Strikers, okay? Sorry, Snowbike Mike. Sorry, the five soccer fans out there that are also Nintendo fans. I was gonna piss off a lot of people. That's definitely not true. We know a lot of people like soccer. I understand. Um, I, like I just want. I just. I just want another golf game, dude. I want another Mario, a charming sports game that you know isn't tennis. Again, Nintendo's lied to us before. Bless. They said online would work, right? And it doesn't work. So, like, oh God, yeah. you know, maybe we do get some announcements later on or whatever. But I, I totally agree. I want Mario Golf so bad. Yeah, I want Mario Golf, and I am one of those people that wants Strikers badly, but I've given up the Strikers dream. I don't think we're ever going to see Strikers again, at least in in a similar form, with all the attitude and with Mario frowning and all that stuff. I don't think Nintendo's about that. I think they've 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 changed since the GameCube era, and I think that means that if we see if we see another Strikers, it'll be like a cleansed, polished version of Strikers. That is, hey, we're removing all the things that make Strikers cool, and we are just giving you Mario characters playing soccer, which isn't the thing that I want. Like I'd play it. I'd probably have fun with it. So you want the edge? You want? I the want the edge? yeah. I want the I oh. want the edge from Mario Strikers. Like for me, that's the that's a big thing that made Strikers cool and fun was the fact that you know you have like fucking Bowser punching out Mario and shit, and shit on the field, and it's like this is awesome. Mario is cool. pulling like a, Mar- a Maradona, just like super coked up on the field and stuff. Yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, Diego Maradona. Rest the in peace. cool stuff, and so yeah. I don't think we'll get that, but I do think there's a high likelihood we'll get golf. I'm hoping you get golf. Can you? And imagine? I'm hoping they surprise us. I'm just like already dreading. You know what? I don't even want this. I don't want Mario Golf because I'm going to want to play online. It's social distancing and online is going to be awful. Can you imagine having to be precise blessing, having to be precise, hitting the boosh, 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 having to, to hit a perfect shot? Oh, no way, dude. No way. God, yeah, nobody wants that. Take it back. You know, you know what we do want, though? We want video want? game news. Today's oh. stories include reasons why Stadia laid off its staff, Microsoft making games more accessible, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you that exclusive Exclusive. that long-awaited nintendo direct is going down today and we're reacting live to it it's 50 minutes of new nintendo announcements that you can join me Andy, Greg, and Tim, motherfucking Gettys, right here on twitch.tv slash games at 2 p.m. Pacific time to watch it all go down. Then at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time is the FCF draft, once again going down right here on our Twitch channel. Uh, you can follow along as I guess we draft players to our team. I've not been following. What's been going on with that, Andy? Do you know? Uh, dude, we yeah, won the so- last game. It was fucking sick. Oh my god, it was a good ass game, bless. Let me close, tell you. But anyway, close. so the the way the draft works is every Wednesday, we've already franchised a player. 
dirty dude. He's our quarterback. Yesterday, mm-hmm. we franchised another player, a running back. So those are the two players that will stay on the Wild Aces in perpetuity, right? They are going to be there forever. Now, every Wednesday, we get together and we draft an, the other wide receiver and the offensive line and the defensive line, depending on who we want. So these players are always kind of rotating, but all four teams have two players that will stay on the squad, kind of like okay. those are the mainstays. Those are the those are the the people that sort of represent the franchise. Hell yeah, I, I understood yeah. some of those words. If you want to check that out, again, mm-hmm. that's going down today, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Perpetuity. Hype. And perpetuity. perpetuity. Good word. Good ass word. Yeah. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Graham of Legend, David Mintel, Trent Berry, Blackjack, Louise Aguiar at 8BitLouise, James Davis at James Davis Makes, and the Nanobiologist. Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress, ExpressVPN, and Logitech, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. Starting with our number one, we got more details on what happened over at Stadia. Uh, A few weeks ago, we reported about how there were layoffs. It seems like they're shutting down their first party development over there at Google Stadia. Uh, Kotaku this morning, or maybe it was yesterday evening, one of those two, uh, they put out a report talking about uh, some scoops that they were able to get, uh, detailing some things that went down. They have an extensive story over there on Kotaku.com. I am boiling down. Uh, in a way that is still kind of long and still follow with me. But, of course, if you want the full story with all the details uh, detailed for you, go over to Kotaku.com, give them a click and all that good stuff. Uh, This, again, is Nathan Grayson and Ethan Gotch at Kotaku. Developers at Google's recently formed game studios were shocked February 1st when they were notified that the studios would be shut down, according to four sources with knowledge of what transpired. Just a week prior, Google Stadia Vice President and General Manager Phil Harrison sent an email to staff lauding the great progress its studios uh, had made so far. Quote, Stadia Games and Entertainment has made great progress building a diverse and talented team and establishing a strong lineup of Stadia exclusive games, Harrison's January 27th email read, according to sources. Quote, we will confirm the SG&E, that is Stadia Games and Entertainment, investment envelope shortly, which will, in turn, inform the SG&E strategy and 2021 objectives and key results, end quote. Mass layoffs were announced a few days later. Five days later, Harrison appeared to, and this is five days later after the email was sent out. Five days later, Harrison appeared to reverse course completely, announcing in a public blog post that the head of Stadia Games and Entertainment, Jade Raymond, left the company. And Google, quote, would not be investing further in bringing exclusive content from our internal development team at SGNE, end quote. Stadia developers learned the news first reported by Kotaku at almost the same time as everyone else via an internal email and conference call with Harrison. Developers had to wait three days after receiving the news to directly share their confusion and frustration with Harrison in a second conference call on February 4th. This call was followed by a contentious Q&A where the Stadia boss was confronted about his email from just the week before. (laughs) Sounds like a video game. Yeah, which suggested (laughs) anything but a wholesale shutdown of the studios. Harrison expressed his regret over the misleading statements made in his previous email, according to four sources with knowledge of the call. When asked what changed from the week prior, Harrison admitted nothing had and told those on the call, we knew. It's still not clear exactly why Google decided to abandon the first-party studios it started building up less than two years earlier. In his blog post, Harrison referenced the rising cost of game development as a factor. Quote, Creating best-in-class games from the ground up takes many years and significant investment, and the cost is going up exponentially, he wrote. In his Thursday Q&A with staff, he pointed pointed specifically to Microsoft's buying spree and planned acquisition of Bethesda software uh, later this year as one of the factors that had made Google decide to close the book on original game development. Google's parent company, Alphabet, is a nearly trillion-dollar company and roughly on par with Microsoft when it comes to revenue and profit, according to a 2020 survey by Forbes. Elsewhere during the Q&A, Harrison seemed to suggest that the ongoing pandemic was partly to blame, according to one source. Again, Kotaku has even more details about things that went down, uh, talking more about uh, the pandemic and other, and other external factors that all factored into Stadia Games Entertainment shutting down. There's a lot of places we can kind of start with this, Andy, but is there, any, is there anything that sticks out to, out to you off the bat? 
I mean, it's just, it's an obvious bummer. And I think, I think just sort of reading the enthusiasm of the rest of the internet and, you know, people being enthusiastic about Stadia as a whole, it's just, it's not super surprising. It's, it absolutely sucks that these people were blindsided. Um, I wonder where Jade Raymond goes next. I wonder where, I wonder what the future of Stadia is at all. As you know, I, we, I don't think we ever saw these first party studios being a thing and existing in what's the word of the day bless perpetuity Perpetuity. exactly i don't think we ever saw this like existing it's similar to when you know dc says there's going to be a a a fucking um like a flat standalone flash movie or whatever it's always like yeah we'll see about that when google started it you know announcing all these first party things i didn't really see them lasting so this whole closure does not surprise me at all it, it just is an absolute bummer for all the devs having to obviously go somewhere else now hopefully they get to work remotely with another dev but uh yeah that's just it absolutely sucks and i do think i do think the pandemic can be partly to blame for a million different things uh not only just game development but yeah that's got to be i don't know it's, it's just an absolute bummer it really really sucks yeah i mean there's there, there's so much in here that that you know strikes me as ranging from negligible to gross in terms of uh how they're operating over there at stadia from the like from the higher up level um them talking about how uh uh you know the rising cost of game development being a factor like game development has been expensive yeah like game development has been expensive (laughs) forever right like especially with especially within the last generation of consoles uh and games like games that shouldn't have been a thing that blindsided them for for a company like google who is you know one of the one of the most profitable tech companies around right now like out of anybody they should be very much aware of hey yeah game development takes money and it also takes time and so for a for you to shut down your first party game development two years later which is not enough time to develop to develop a big triple a big budget game to be the 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 premier titles for your service that again strikes me as negligible the whole email being sent out uh, uh a few days before the layoffs happened that was reassuring 150 employees that hey things are going awesome you know we're excited about the future of this let's see where this goes for them for uh, phil harrison to come out and be like yeah we knew like when we we're telling you that yeah we knew things were not we, we knew you guys were going to get laid off that again is very gross like a, a lot a lot here it's just a big bummer in terms of how people are being treated and all that stuff. And so that sucks. The interesting thing here, uh, the, int- the in- most interesting tidbit I'll say that I find here is the tidbit uh, linking this to Microsoft acquiring Bethesda. Because I assume I assume that's a twofold thing, right? I assume that is a thing that probably led Google to like open their eyes and be like, ooh, so that's is that the kind of investment we need to make as a company in order to make this thing work? Because yeah. if so, we don't want to do that, right? Like Google, very fickle in terms of how they treat their services and their and their new like their new ideas. Uh, and so for them to see that and go, I don't know about that. I think you know that is very much that very much characterizes them. And again, is like a man, you guys should have known this kind of thing. But then also, I wonder how much of that speaks to xCloud and how they see that as competition. I wonder if like seeing Microsoft acquire Bethesda makes them go, yeah, we just can't compete on a first yeah. party level with xCloud. And so let's just not. You wonder what the pivot's going to be, right? When it comes to cloud gaming and whether they just try to be more competitive in that field. I, I got to wonder what the conversations were between the studio heads and Google at the time and saying, hey, you all know, like, you all know what this is going to be, right? It's going to cost a lot of money. Those conversations had to have been had. Google, like, you know, don't lie to me. You all know how much these games make. You could do your research. You could Google that shit. <laughs> you are aware <laughs> yeah. the cost of game development. Don't be surprised by it, right? And I think those are all just kind of bullshit excuses, honestly. I, I think, I think a lot of it just comes down to the waning enthusiasm and just people slowly slowly not giving a shit about stadia and also the not only the pandemic affecting these you know development costs but the pandemic kind of showing that you know people aren't really traveling (laughs) like Mm -hmm. cloud gaming you know everybody's at home you know so i don't think that maybe that was a factor as well i don't know it all just it fucking stinks it reminds me so much of 
the way sports treat their their athletes, where people are finding out that they are free agents. You know, the owner makes a press release and says, yeah, we're not cutting this person. And the next day, the athlete finds out via Twitter that they've been cut. It it, it all just sort of stinks. And I, I wish the games industry was not like this, but it never ceases to sort of surprise me. Yeah. And Jeff, Jeff Grubb in chat makes the point that uh, when Cyberpunk ran best on Stadia and that game still didn't sell on Stadia, I think that's when you pull the plug. And I think that's I mean, that's that's honestly like a very great point. Right. The biggest selling points of Stadia ended up not being as big of selling points as I think Google thought they were going to be one because, yeah, like a game like Cyberpunk running best there just didn't do what it needed to do in order to make people go, fuck, yeah, Stadia is the thing like Stadia is the new wave. There's that. And then there's also the fact that like so many of the promised features that they had for Stadia just didn't work as promised when we finally got our hands on it. And when that was the case, it was like, okay, well, what is the thing that's going to bring us in? Like, what is the thing that is going to make us go, oh, Stadia is the future? Like, Kevin, you, you're, you're uh, well, somebody who jumped say, into this. You don't, mm. you don't think with Cyberpunk it was more the uh, CD Projekt Red not being like, oh, hey, um, but just play it on Stadia. Like, I feel like if they had sent out codes on Stadia, now I get... Like, I feel like if you had played Optics on Stadia, aren't great there. yeah, you're right. But like, I, but like, it wasn't great when they didn't send out codes for any consoles. You know what I mean? For yeah. sure. Anyways, yeah, I, uh, I agree you, with that. Yeah, I, I really feel like that this this Stadia has been such a disaster, and it's one of those things that, like, honestly, what could save it is if they like go and like, they're just like, hey, you know what? A bunch of games on here are free, and if you sign up for this, even more games are free, or you know, like the. But like other than that, I think this is. I mean, it's it's fucking it's tough fucked. because even even if you do that, right? Xbox Game Pass still exists with XCloud, and so like that is essentially that at the same time. Like even if they come out and they're like, "Hey, we're making it rain games," or doing, I don't like. I think the thing that Stadia probably has to do at this point in order to continue as a thing would be maybe partner with somebody yep. else big, right? Like partner with a Nintendo, and like again, like I don't know if Nintendo would want to do something like that. I don't know. I don't know who is in a position to partner with Stadia in order to give Stadia the boost it needs. Obviously, Google, they're fi- like, as a company, Google's fine with or without Stadia. Stadia oh, is yeah. very much like a, hey, let's try this thing out. Let's this is an experiment. This, idea. <laughs> this is an experiment for us, and it didn't work out just like Google Glass didn't work out, just like Google Plus didn't work out, just like all these all these other things that we do didn't work out. And we'll just move on because we're Google and we have all the money. Um, but I think that streaming technology is probably, for them, still very valuable, right? Because yeah. we're, we are entering into the streaming future and so whether or not they call it stadia um in the future for whatever they end up doing with that technology that technology is still going to exist in some form and so you know there's that it's just such a bummer that 150 people are getting laid off because they just didn't read the negligence yeah negligence yeah i i think more and more stadia needs to become a supplemental thing that you again like you add on to something else i don't think i don't ever see stadia stadia becoming the main platform for um you know even like a 15% minority of players out there i just don't see that i don't i don't see people jumping ship and leaving their consoles and going to stadia unless they unless they start including some sort of really really good cross progression or cross save or you know that's cross platform sort of play that sort of thing i know it's available on some things i know that you can for example how i've been telling greg greg i'll play the division with you if they eventually bring crossplay to PC for consoles and stuff, you can do crossplay on the division. It's just only from PC to Stadia. So well, I can play with the yeah. four players over there, I guess. You know, and so when when the Cyberpunk thing happened, and I tweet out, you know, you know, Cyberpunk's running like this for me, and I'm having to change stuff when I'm streaming and stuff. The amount of replies I got about Stadia that were so passionate from people saying, "Andy, it's really, really good on Stadia." I just don't, you know, for me to try to make that jump, it's like I have a 3080 graphic GPU. Like I could tweak things and be totally fine. Maybe not stream it because my issue was trying to stream the game is what kind of uh, was bottlenecking me and and adding performance issues. Mm. I just don't see people. I don't see a big amount of people switching to Stadia unless it becomes an additional service tied in with some other service. And it's definitely not going to be Xbox. Maybe PlayStation takes a leap and buys mm-hmm. into Google. 
don't know. Well, Andy, let's talk about Xbox. Story number two, Microsoft started a new program to help make more accessible games. Uh, this is from Kate Sanchez over at The Verge. Microsoft is expanding its accessibility efforts with a new program for evaluating Xbox and PC games. Today, its gaming accessibility team announced that developers can send their games to be evaluated for accessibility and tested by players with disabilities. The the program was announced alongside updates to the Xbox accessibility guidelines that were released in early 2020. Quote, developers now have the option to send Microsoft their Xbox or PC title and have it analyzed and validated against against the recommendations provided in the XAGs. Uh, end quote, says an Xbox blog post published today. The Xbox accessibility guidelines include thorough explanations of inclusive design considerations for developers, and they are now updated to include clearer language, additional context, and implementation examples. Game test reports will include feedback from players with disabilities, as well as links to information on inclusive design, relevant nonprofits, and accessibility experts. Any issues found during testing will be, no- will be noted with reproduction steps, screenshots, and other information to help the developer understand what aspect of a given experience may be, may be challenging for certain gamers with disabilities, says The Post. Very exciting stuff. That's really cool. Great job, Xbox. I mean, it's just another it's another win for, for Microsoft, right? It's another win to show that, yes, we are putting a lot of priority on this. Everybody go try this out. Uh, it's got to be... I wonder how many smaller devs will take advantage of it from a, you know, I guess priority aspect, right? At where where do you put the priority on accessibility when you are trying to just get the bugs out of your games also and you're trying to make the game functional, period? Um, And uh, I don't know. It's exciting. It's exciting that it's out there and it's exciting that this is another resource for smaller devs who may not even know where to go for this, right? You know, yeah. you talk about when you're in game development and, you know, going through cert is its own whole process and it's all a whole nightmare. Right. And this is obviously accessibility is becoming more and more important. And I'm glad that it's becoming more spotlighted in the game development uh, community. And this is just great that devs can kind of have an easy path to sort of figure this out and not feel so. I think I think not feeling overwhelmed in the game development process is super important because this is it's another process that feels like the busy work you know the scary sort of when you're talking about financial uh reports and and talking to steam and talking to microsoft and understanding certification i think this is just another nice little way for microsoft to help out small devs so shout out to microsoft that's really really cool yeah, no, this is this is super cool. The fact that it's happening on the first party level too, I think, is is the biggest thing, right? And you 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 highlight it well that for small developers, this is going to be huge because game development is time consuming, it is expensive, and you, if you have say a five person team working on a game, right? Accessibility is becoming more and more of a thing that people are realizing needs to be taken into account, and if you don't have the resources or you don't have the the like a right person on your team in order to in order to you know have focus on accessibility and know right. what needs to be done in certain aspects, then it's like, okay, well, how do we, how do we make this happen? So yeah. for the fact that Microsoft is doing this, I think is awesome. And also, you, you know, you talk, when we talk about accessibility, we're also talking about a wide variety of things. Right. And so like having just one person on a team or having a couple people on a team that are focused on that may not be enough. Right. When we're talking about people who might have disabilities that range from stuff, you know, impairing your vision or stuff, impairing your hearing, or, you know, the way you hold a controller might not, uh, you know, might be difficult given some circumstances, uh, being able to be like, Hey, Microsoft help us out with this because we have no, we don't know where to start. And then being able to give feedback and all that stuff, uh, is going to be super huge. It's definitely the fear of not knowing where to start. Like, I can't imagine yeah. a four-person team where it's an artist, a, des- a lead designer, a, a you know, lead programmer, and maybe a, a j- another, like, designer or whatever, and one of them being tasked with, all right, work on accessibility. It's like, who do, where's the consultation? Where do I even go for that? So this is just such, a, such an easy win, uh, an easy yeah. go-to um, resource for that. Shout out to Microsoft. That's really neat. Uh, well, we got more stuff to shout out Microsoft for. Story number three, some Xbox backwards compatible games are running even smoother now. I am pulling directly from the Xbox website, Xbox Wire, where they detail FPS boosting. As we detailed in October with the increased CPU, GPU, and memory from our new consoles, all of your existing game games look and play better. 
With certain titles, we can make the experience even better, all with no work required by the developer and no update needed by the gamer. To that end, the backward compatibility team has developed FPS Boost, which employs a variety of new methods for nearly doubling and in a few instances quadrupling wow. the original frame rate on select titles. Higher, steadier frame rates make games visually smoother, resulting in more immersive gameplay. We partnered closely with developers to enhance the experience while maintaining the game's original intent. And while not applicable to all games, these new techniques can push game engines to render more quickly for a buttery smooth experience beyond what the original game might have delivered due to the, cap due to the capabilities of the hardware at the time. We're excited to announce the first assortment of backward compatible, backward, backward compatible titles that will support FPS Boost. Available beginning today are Far Cry 4, New Super Lucky's Tale, Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. We chose this initial collection of titles not only because they are popular among fans, but to highlight several different ways that FPS boosts can improve your experience. For example, New Super Lucky's Tale can now run up to 120 frames per second, and UFC delivers or UFC 4 delivers improved frame rate performance specifically on Xbox Series S and can now run at 60 FPS. This is just the beginning. Uh, we will announce and release more titles featuring FPS Boost soon as we, roll out, as we roll out new menu icons and system settings in an upcoming system update. Andy, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, a weird group of games, but I mean... <laughs> it is a weird group of games. They try to, I, like, I like how they try to justify it, though. Yeah. They're, like, we're like, they're like, we chose this group of titles not only because people play them, but you know, they showcase different ways, which is cool. They tried. I appreciate uh, it. It's kind of shocking to me that um, that UFC 4 didn't run at 60 already. I would have never guessed that. I would have always assumed that that game ran at 60 even on, on Series X and maybe got that boost. But, uh, I mean, good good on Microsoft. This is great for a lot of older games, obviously. I'm, I'm interested to hear what the performance increases will be on more, I guess, popular, ubiquitous titles. A lot of people want that boost on, you know... Uh, certain call of duty games i know that some call of duty games might be getting that 120 frames boost uh it's again a weird group of games i don't really know why that they went for that group specifically but there has to be know. something in terms of like these are games that have been sitting around for a while because i yeah i look at the list and it's far, the, the list that's available today right far cry 4 which is why didn't you just do far cry 5 in yeah. that case right like that's kind of weird new super lucky's tale i assume that's because uh i think the that kids, came out originally on xbox and also like yeah kid like maybe that's the family friendly title they can they can go for sniper elite 4 which is like again like all right i don't like i don't know why specifically you would go that that <laughs> title again maybe there's something technically that is appealing about that that maybe like xbox saw and they're like okay let's do that because that is going to put us to the test or something like that maybe who knows and then yeah ufc 4 and Watch Dogs 2 very random smattering of games and maybe with ufc 4 and Watch Dogs 2 that's a thing of all right let's partner with ea and ubisoft because these are the big publishers and like let's get them involved because yeah far cry 4 being another game on here it's like Ubisoft and EA are big publishers for us. They're going to be putting out many games. And so the earlier we can work with them on getting that stuff done, yeah. the, um, that, the more that opens us up to getting more of their legacy titles FPS boosted. Do you think they have the same selection sort of process that Nintendo has whenever they're picking what games to put on a Nintendo online for free or just like random shit? Yeah. They're like, let's Feels roll like a that. dice. Let's yeah, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to focus too much on the group of games. I I do want to just shout out the the fact that Microsoft is even doing this. I know that when the PS4 Pro came out and they had that boost mode, a lot of times it would also hinder the experience, and sometimes it would break a game, and the game wouldn't be really ready for it. It had that warning, you know, games prior to this date, be careful with running this boost mode on, or or after this date, or whatever. Um, I mean, this is great. I I hope that this continues, and I hope that they. Don't give on this, give up on this process quickly. I would like to see a lot more titles, a lot more, you know, a lot more important, bigger titles, right? Not to yeah. say that these games aren't important, but it just it is kind of a weirder group. But yeah, if this is the first crop, I, I'm excited to see what the next crop is, and then we'll see sort of those dominoes fall and keep on going. So, cool. well, Andy Kendrick Luckenback writes in to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, just like you can, and says, "Hey, KFGD, Xbox announced today that backwards compatible titles are getting an FPS boost mode." What game would you guys want to see get a boost up to 120 FPS? I'd love to see Skate 3 and others get that boost. Thanks, and let's get hyped for that Nintendo Direct. Uh, Kendrick, 
Again, we are already hyped for that Nintendo Direct. I don't think I can get more hype for the Nintendo Direct. Uh, in terms of what games I would like to see boosted up to 120 FPS, firstly, I don't even think I have a monitor that can run 120 FPS, and so I don't know how much that affects me. Oh, but I do love... Like I, I've recently become a a uh, an evangelist for performance mode in games. PS Five put me on as soon as I got as soon as I got my hands on Miles Morales and switched to performance mode. I was like, oh, I am a new man. I am, I am way more into to high frame rate than I thought I was before. I want to play every game like this. I want every game to have this and look like this. Uh, and like my answer always, and this isn't necessarily to your question, but whenever it does come up, of what game do I want to play in sixty FPS? Uh, or some kind of boosted smooth frame rate mode, it's always going to be Bloodborne. Um, but to answer your question, because you're talking about FPS boost and Xbox specifically, I don't really have... I'd have to sit and think, you know, what games I, th- I think would be worth going back to to play this way. Fast what, motion what, games. What immediately comes to mind for me would be Rare Replay, just because I'm a big Rare fan, and I think it, it could be fun to try out Perfect Dark in 120 FPS or the Banjo-Kazooie games or Conquer and Jeff Force Gemini and all that stuff. You know, that seems really cool if I could get that, you know, super up-resed and, and, and high FPS. But, Andy, are there any, any particular games for you that come to mind? I, I'm immediately I'm thinking sports titles. Um, anything with fast movement that's, you know, required and, and looks really, really good. I'm thinking any of the Maddens or the, the 2K games. Um, but you got to go with the fastest of them all, and that's Sonic Forces. Oh Xbox. my god! Absolutely. Honestly, though, like you joke, but Sonic Generations, <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Generations at 120. Why did FPS I fucking might be say anything? Why did I? Oh say my god! Anything? I want it so bad. Um, but yeah, no, this is an awesome thing. Like I'm, I'm, I again, I'm really excited for the performance mode future and them, the work that Xbox continue continues to do with backwards compatibility and making those games play best on Xbox and play play better and better. Uh, it's super exciting, and I think it's a thing that you know. You asked the question of you know, you know. I hope I hope they commit to it, right? Like I kind of trust that they're going to, given their track record record with this stuff already. Because I agree. They care. They they care a weird amount uh, about legacy and backwards compatibility in a way that I personally appreciate because they're really speaking to me with that stuff. But I'm like, is it on a, on a pure business? like marketing level i'm like is it worth doing all this like xbox why but you know i'm not going to question it because i love it i wasn't were, you, doing were it. you just asking your connect a question right there xbox, xbox why, why? <laughs> <laughs> i i would say uh i i would say uh, i'm thinking of something that you just played recently sekiro or or anything oh anything with insanely fast moving that needs to be super precise now that does also kind of screw up gameplay in terms of what the parry and timing windows would be I know that uh, that that takes a little bit more work than just flipping a switch and saying, all right, super fast frame mode. Let's upgrade this shit. Um, it would take a little bit more than that uh, to, to just kind of make the game functional out of the box or whatever or out of the download screen. Um, but, yeah, this is really awesome. I mean, shout out. And everybody, if you have not experienced 120 frames, there's so many people that whenever I do talk about high frame rates and high refresh rate, so many people are like, you can't even see the difference. Yes, you can, dude. Oh, you yeah. absolutely can. I know I know for a fact now, I think that there's issues with servers whenever I sometimes I'll turn off my monitor and it'll revert back to 60. And I know when it's in 60 when I turn it back on and I'm in a game like the fans feels laggy as hell. It's not only just the frame rate, it's also the response rate. The response time feels a lot higher. And you turn back on that 144 or whatever, and it it it's so incredible. It's something that you Again, explaining high frame rates to somebody is like explaining VR to somebody. You you yeah, won't you know unless you try. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was, I was about to transition into the, into the next stories, but somebody in chat mentioned Split Second, and I want to. That actually reminded me because there there are a couple games that I play all the time on Xbox for no reason other than you know I love being I love being in the game. Right? You can't can't leave rap alone. The game needs me, and that's how I feel about sure. these games. Right? Okay. Burnout Burnout Revenge. Give me that in 120 FPS. Uh, and then Mirror's Edge also. Give me those two games. Those oh, are the two yeah. games I keep going back and playing on on the Xbox. And the more they do to those games to improve them, the the, the more I'll accept it. Because Mirror's Edge is a very good call. That's a very good yeah. call. Oh, give me more Mirror's Edge. Uh, I got a few quick hits of news stories here for you, Andy. But before I get there, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Of course, you go to Patreon. That's Kind of Funny Games, where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Purple Mattress. Throw some bedding on a bunch of different mattresses and sure, they all look alike. 
the same goes for pillows. But peel away the layers, look at what's inside, and you'll see they aren't all created equal. And that's what, that's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on. The purple grid sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. With over 1,800 open air channels designed to neutralize body heat, purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses can't replicate. And this cutting-edge technology doesn't stop with the mattresses. Every purple pillow is engineered with the grid for total head and neck support and absolute airflow. So you're always on the cool side of the pillow. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years. Kind of funny, loves purple mattress. Joey Noel herself has been sleeping on purple mattress, and she says that she sleeps like a baby. Goo Gaga. That's what she'd be saying. <laughs> she'd be sleeping on that purple mattress. Goo-goo-gaga. You can try <laughs> Goo Gaga. You can try every purple product risk-free with free shippings and returns. And purple has financing available as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Experience the purple grid and you'll sleep like never before. You'll be saying Goo Gaga. Go to purple.com slash games10 and use promo code games10. For a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash games10. Promo code games10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Terms apply. You be Goo Gaga like like Joey Noel be doing when she's sleeping on that purple mattress. That's their slogan. I promise. They have it written You'll down right Goo-Goo here. You'll be Goo and Gaga. <laughs> You'll be Goo and Gaga. We're also brought to you by ExpressVPN. You know what's not fair? The fact that Netflix hides thousands of shows from you based on your location and then has the nerve to increase their prices on you. See, you might not know uh, you might not know that what's on Netflix on your in your country is completely different from what's on on someone else's Netflix in the UK or Japan uh, and all those other countries. Using ExpressVPN, I can control which country I want Netflix to think I'm in. ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from, so every time you run out of stuff to watch, you can just switch to another country to unlock new shows. Right now, I could be watching my new favorite anime, but maybe it's not on the US Netflix. But with one tap of a button, ExpressVPN lets me change my location to whatever country I want so I can watch it. And here's the best part. It's not just for Netflix. You can watch, you can use ExpressVPN to unlock shows on other streaming services too. Use it for BBC iPlayer. It's free and only available in the UK. ExpressVPN is also super fast and works on your phone, laptop, and even smart TVs so you can watch your shows on the big screen with zero buffering. So be smart, stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of the content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com games. Don't forget to use my link so you can get three extra months free at expressvpn.com games. Expressvpn.com games to learn more. Lastly, we're brought to you by Logitech. Logitech G Pro X Super Light gaming mouse is designed with the world's leading pros to engineer uh, to engineer to engineer the world's best competitive gaming mouse with hyper minimal redesign. Uh, Pro X Super Light is the lightest and fastest pro mouse ever, weighing in at under 63 grams, almost 25% lighter than standard pro wireless mouse. Logitech G exclusive Hero. 25k sensor uh, provides unrivaled precision speed and consistency pro x Superlight delivers extreme accuracy and ultra fine control for complete confidence especially during the intense split second moments of tournament play andy you be clicking heads all the time how important is a good mouse it's incredibly important i have the pro x the non-superlight because i haven't gotten the superlight yet and i'll tell you what you know, I'm feeling the extra grams on this bad boy, right? Mm, Give me the yep. extra light version of this mouse, and I'll be even more dominant on the battlefield. There you go. Powered by Lightspeed, Pro X Super Light is their fastest and most reliable pro mouse yet, and it's available in black and white. For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners express shipping at logitechg.com use code kind of funny daily free ship 215 uh, for express shipping today that's express shipping for all logitech g products with promo code kind of funny daily free ship 215 it's all one code kind of funny daily free ship 215 hurry now since after this promotion the promo code expires in three days 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 all right i gotta uh, go for it Andy. Uh, was that all for the sponsors no, that was all for the ads. Um, Red Dead Redemption 2. Put that in a higher frame rate on Series Ooh. X. Because it's yeah, still locked at 30. I, I hadn't realized it was still locked at 30. 
um, because that game was phenomenal when I played it on my Xbox One. It was 4K, but it, you know, it ran at 30 and, you know, drop frames every once in a while. So I would like to see that at a more consistent 60 frames upgrade. Um, Bless, before we go into the next story, I, I do want to sort of mention to the audience that mm-hmm. you, you've told me in confidence, right, and in, in secret, your desires to to switch over to play Overwatch on keyboard and mouse and this see um, I didn't want to Andy you know I host the PlayStation podcast you didn't Can want people to find out this way you didn't I didn't want, want people to find out period you know I wanted to play well, Overwatch in secret on PC well here's the here's the thing I mean you know uh, Nick Scarpino plays Call of Duty on keyboard and mouse on his PS5 not that you'd be able mm. to play with us on Overwatch um, mm. but yeah, you know I I, I do want. I do want you to know that you are accepted, bless, in the PC uh, keyboard mouse community. You can do this. I I believe in you. Blessing is very very scared. Chat. He's very no, scared. No, YouTube bless. commenters. Because people, people, so, so people are so good. You know what I mean? You're so good at people are so good on PC. That that's the thing that, that makes me fear You're is so good. you know I understand I understand the limits of playing with sure. a controller. You know, yeah, sure. I understand that I don't get that free range of movement that We're I get with a mouse and keyboard that way. You know what I mean? On this, okay. on this. Like if like, you look, look at me, look at Andy's motion right now. Look at these fucking, look the at these flicks. Like I'm flicking. You know? he can't. No way. No way. I'm, like I'm, I'm only the only Kevin. the only reason. How is that I legal? That How moving, is that legal? It's crazy. He's moving so fast, and I can only tell that he's moving because of my monitor. I have a really good monitor. Yeah, but like if I was looking at him, yeah. if I was looking at him at a, on really a standard know. monitor, it looked like he was moving. Like he looked like he wasn't moving. Like, even podcast listeners can't tell how fast I'm moving. I said, I, Kevin, I mentioned I didn't have a 120 FPS monitor. <laughs> he, has, he has a I really, really good monitor. I have I, a good one, though, you know? <laughs> the the Dorito in chat says he's yeah. moving. What, what I want you to understand, uh, Bless, is just to not be scared. Again, I didn't start clicking heads on keyboard mouse until March of last year when the quarantine started. Uh, just like Greg Miller always says, your first isn't always going to be your best, all right? But you get mm. there, and you get there, and then now I'm, what, top 5% in the world right now of mm. just first-person shooters? So, like, it's – I'm not saying you're going to be as insane as I am whenever I'm on the battlefield, but just, For sure. you know, you can get there, Bless. You can get there. Let's move the payload. It's just, like, I imagine Widowmaker is way more of a problem on PC, you know? N- uh, no, not in our ranks, Bless. Not in no? our ranks. Okay. No, because we're still really, really low down there, big dog. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, can, you can hop on a character, and then you can – you know, as long as I get your your shit tuned down, as long as I get your DPI and your sensitivity tuned down, you, you'll be totally fine. I got you, dude. Right. I want I want I want to walk you through this. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I got a few quick hits of news stories here for you guys. Uh, let's start with story number four. It takes two has gone gold, and Joseph Ferris wants to give you money. Uh, I'm going to pull from two different sources. The full, f- first source I'm going to pull from is Joseph Ferris himself on Twitter. He tweeted out, "We finally did it." Hashtag It takes two has gone gold. Uh, the other source I want to pull from real quick is Alex Calvin at VG247. He writes about Joseph Ferris wanting to give you money. Uh, he writes, game director Joseph Ferris has said that he'll give you $1,000 if you become tired of the upcoming It Takes Two. The developer made this rather bold claim during an interview with Game Informer, saying that it is very hard to become bored of the forthcoming release. Quote, that's another thing I can guarantee with you about It Takes Two. It's impossible, and quote me on this, to get tired of this game, Ferris said. You can put you can put this as the headline quote. I can literally give you one thousand bucks, or I can literally give one thousand bucks to anyone who says, "Oh, I'm tired of this game now because it doesn't surprise me." One thousand bucks, I guarantee I'll give it to anyone who who gets tired, but they have to be honest about it. End quote. <laughs> they have to be honest about it. I will send you a lie detector. We will gauge your boredom levels, and if you lie about it. I punch you in the fucking face, okay? I will beat your ass if you're lying to me about being bored of this game. I love this guy. He I makes, love him too. He makes headlines. He he is one of the few, I think, still in this industry that can kind of, uh, you know, garner enthusiasm for his video games in, in a way that isn't insanely toxic or in a bad way. Like, he's not this awful unless, person. Unless you're the Oscars. Oh, of course, unless, yeah. unless, yeah, unless they're the Oscars, of course. But I mean, I think just the idea that this guy can just open his mouth and say something and make a headline and then make people go, oh, you know what? I w- that game looked interesting whenever we were, whenever it was revealed. Maybe I'll check it out even, maybe I want to check it out even more now, you know? Yeah. Good for him. I like this guy. He, I mean, I, Joseph Ferris is such an interesting one to me because, like, there are so many 
if Joseph Ferris was like another developer, like I feel like I would hate him. I don't know. Like I, if Joseph Ferris is a different dude. I feel like I'd be like, okay, this guy's obnoxious. Get him out of here. But he's so like charismatic and then very like passionate about his own work that I'm yeah. just like, you know what, man? Keep doing your thing because you he's put got- out like you put out strong seven to eights. But you're so happy and 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 uh, uh, proud of your work that you know what, man, go get them. You know, do your thing. I'll it's the it. co- it's the confidence. Yeah, it's that passion, and also you know, I think the fact that so much of what we've heard about him is positive and passion, a uh, positivity and passion. Uh, you know, until somebody comes out and says, "Oh, dude, he's an awful boss. Like <laughs> this guy sucks." Yeah, we're gonna love him until then. So I and I hope he's he still remains a you know as passionate as and as positive as he is right now because it gets me hyped up i want to try out his games yeah and robert robert uh blanc and chat says his games are 7.5 but he lives on 10 and you know yeah, what I, I like i know you can dig that what like yeah you like i like be, a way dude. out like i played you, a way out and i was like all right you know like i like like this game's i i i had a a, a really fun time with the way out but it wasn't like a fucking like masterpiece or anything but i'll still like you know what man i'm glad this exists because this is a really fun game that's really unique and i hope we get more of this and we're about to get more of it it takes two get hype i like two brothers and i didn't play a way out i gotta play brothers brothers apparently is amazing or just Um, brothers brothers a tale of two sons brothers a tale of two sons i always just think of the rick and morty bit two brothers like i I just think of that i don't know why it's a very good bit uh Another quick hit for you, story number five. You can adopt you can adopt a pet now in No Man's Sky. Uh, I'm gonna pull real quick from Jordan Alleman at IGN. No Man's Sky has received another update titled Companions, which lets lets players adopt and breed alien companions. The Companions update launches today and will and will let players tame, breed, train, and even speak to the creatures they encounter. Explorers can adopt creatures as sidekicks for their interstellar adventures, and the tame beast can be trained to quote scan for resources, mark out hazards, provide light, hunt dangerous fauna, find settlements, excavate, bury treasure, or even find or even mine for materials with their own shoulder-mounted mining lasers. End quote. Beyond the addition of companions. The update will also bring significant improvements to load and warp times for PS4 players. Hello Games says this is this is the start of the game's fifth anniversary festivities, but they have a lot planned for the rest of 2021. Uh, and again, go get them, Hello Games. Uh, I can't believe it's been five years since the launch of that game. It feels like that whole debacle happened just yesterday, like just last year, maybe. Um, and so, yeah, to see that glow up is awesome. And it's to see them get to the point where they're like, cool, let's put out the quirky expansions now. You know, let's make let's let let people have uh, companions and pets and stuff and breed them. It's good to see it. It's good to see them get here. Yeah, I feel like they're hitting all the notes of what these sort of games, uh, what make these games sort of charming and fun. And I think adding little companions and cute things to kind of run around with you and take cool photos and share them on Twitter. This is uh, No Man's Sky is the game that I I need to make a list of all the games that I would play if I had time. And No Man's Sky would be number one on the list because I I, I've been wanting to go back. I played the shit out of it at launch, even though it launched, you know, obviously without a lot of features and and I still enjoyed it back then. And I know that I would love it now. It's just God, it's. It's such a it's such a commitment to go back to that world and to learn these new systems. And whether you want to do it alone or with friends, uh, you know, I feel like it could be such a fun time. It's I, I thought I was going to hop into Minecraft. We started these Minecraft streams lately uh, or recently, rather, we several weeks ago. It. I like, thought that hell, man. You know we mean? just I dropped we it. Wait, oh, so you guys aren't doing that anymore. I, I mean, I didn't get involved because I immediately was like, oh, this is not for me. But I assumed that that was going well because I no, 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 no like no. I. There are um, I have wanted it stopped a, happening. I've wanted those types of games to be a game that I can go back to and sort of be this persistent living thing. And mm. I've always wanted to be into Minecraft. I've just never known how to get started. And I've always been really intimidated. Uh, and I didn't want to play alone. And playing with friends was so much fun. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe I try out this Valheim game next. I, I was going to say, what if what if I, we get into Valheim? We were talking about that a little bit a few days ago. I really, really want to, but, like, I have no one to do it with. And, like, I tried to get Blessing to do I'm it on right. Monday. And Blessing was if like, we do oh, it sorry, on stream. I'm playing we, Uno on Monday. First of all, it was Clue. It was Clue. And I'm I did sorry, play it. And but it you also really love time. Uno. You also love Uno, Uno right? No, I don't. Uno. I don't like Uno that much. Oh, dude, I think Uno's awesome. Fine. <laughs> oh, dude, try out Uno. People, it's great. People change the rules every time I play Uno, and I'm at the point where I just break. I'm like, oh, that's I can't why do you have to carry your wallet. The rules for Uno at all time. Yeah, I just can't. You, like, I, I need a game a that I can. 
I can strat it. I, I yeah, I don't have an Uno rule book. That's my thing. Mm. Is like if if the rules stayed consistent between everybody I played Uno with, then I'd be into it because then I can like think up strategies and like really try Uno. I just can't try anymore because every time I play Uno with different people, the rules change, and it's like we can't keep doing this, y'all. I you think know? it's a regional thing, bless. I think like whenever sure. I go to you know, whenever I go to basketball courts and try to play twenty one, everybody's got different rules, right? What's the what's oh, you the take one a, rule that free sucks? throws? You take three pointers. Jesus, it's just ridiculous. I get emotional it, with this Uno. Are, draw, are, are, draw aren't four. There, aren't there people that are like, oh, you have to say that you're gonna have Uno in the next turn? Mm-hmm. It's like what? No, you say you, you say, have Uno. Well, you, you say have Uno. You, yeah, you say Uno as soon as you have one card, right? Yeah, but like, um, and if somebody was, says it before trend. you, you have to like draw. It was a trend online where people. Oh, that might be it. That might be it. Figure it out. Don't follow the anyway, trends, if, Kevin. If we Don't do, follow the trends. If we Never do did. a Valheim Never. stream, I'm I'm in. But here's you the know? thing. Yeah, but we can't just go and do a Valheim stream because like we we need to stop doing that where we play a game for the first time on stream and it's just us being like, how do how do you, what huh. What? You no, know what no, I mean? no, 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 no. I think that's totally fine, Kevin. I no. think it's fine if we hop onto a stream not knowing what's happening with learning because I think I think they'll give us a benefit of the doubt because Valheim is still so new. I don't think we have to. And I like, think the, that we the audience will learn with us. Bit. I think the nice thing is that not everybody in the audience knows how to play Valheim or these new games. And so yeah. like when we're figuring it out, they're also figuring it out. All right. The chat, the chat's totally agreeing with you. All right. Fuck me, I guess. All right. Yeah, tomorrow. I th- I th- Plus, Kevin, I think it's. Valheim. I th- no, I think tomorrow I'm playing Clue. <laughs> Oh, Doing Clue tomorrow. Are you fucking me in the same way right now? You literally. Yeah, I am. <laughs> he has God no regard it. for you, Kevin. This guy just doesn't give a shit. It's such a fun game, you know. Clue deduction. You putting your brain to the text or to the test. Mm-hmm. You know who did it? Mm-hmm. Where'd they do it? With what weapon? It's Clue. It's really fun. Mr. Mayonnaise in the kitchen with a jar of mayonnaise. Mr. Boom. Mayonnaise in the kitchen with a jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> Clue honestly is like God, the imagination Andy it's... has. <laughs> no, Mr. Mustard. Colonel Mustard? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Mustard yeah. is his name. It's yeah. Colonel Mustard. In the it's kitchen. Colonel Mustard. Uh, with a tub of With a jar of mustard. Uh, I can't believe I'm into Clue as much as I am. Like, legit, I play... So, like, in the game of Clue, I played on Monday where I abandoned Kevin playing Valheim or whatever. Legit, like, it came down to the wire where... Everybody in that Clue game was heartbroken when the match ended and somebody had won because we we're all like, "Damn, we had like we came to our time. we came to our conclusions and we were all so confident in what we had and we were heartbroken each and every time somebody would guess and get it wrong. We'd be like, "What happened? What went wrong?" That's the kind of game Clue is. It is heart wrenching. Uh, it is emotional, and I can't wait to play it tomorrow on stream. Mm-hmm. Number six. We're getting a Dota, a Dota anime. Uh, this comes from Dota2 on Twitter. Uh, they tweeted this morning, we're excited to announce a brand new anime series exploring the Dota universe like never before. As fellow, as fellow fans of Dota and its passionate global community, we look forward to sharing this new adventure with you when it premieres on Netflix March 25th. So if you're a Dota fan or an anime fan, boom, get hype. I guess. I don't know. I don't. I, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe this maybe this is something that gets me to care about the lore, but like, I, I you know, MOBAs will just never do it for me. MOBAs will just never do it for me. I will never see the appeal. It is going to be, it's going to be the old man yells at a cloud thing with me until the end of time with MOBAs. Whenever yeah. there is, <laughs> what, what, whenever there's a trend that I don't understand, I will always feel that same way about MOBAs. Where I'm like, why are there? 194,000 people watching this tournament. I don't get it. And I understand that it's you know, when I'm watching a when I'm watching an esports tournament bless, you know, I whether it's Valorant or Overwatch, I love watching those big headshots, those huge moments where, you know, a person's back down and it's it's 1v3 and it's headshot 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 and the crowd gets fucking hyped yeah, and the chat's popping up. Yeah, the it's MOBAs for me that they don't have those moments for me, but it's a lot of it is because I don't fully understand the game. And the game is so much about the game is so much more chess than it is like hitting a three pointer in basketball. Like it's so much more of a heady game. You are constantly making millions of calculations in your head about movement and where to go and where to be. And I just that shit is just not exciting to me. And I will never understand why it's so exciting to people. Mm. I mean, I, I just accept that I'm just not on the the level. You know, like, it's, it's that thing of I tried playing, I think it was uh, League of Legends once back in the day with friends that played League of Legends. And immediately I was just like, yeah, no, I don't 
this ain't this is not for me like i am like immediately as soon as i started the match people were getting mad at me because i wasn't doing the things right and like right you know it's that thing of trying it and trying to like kind of understand what the thing is so at least i i am aware of it it feels like such a different world that i totally respect because like they've built up a fan base for a reason even looking under the tweet for the for the anime people are hyped about this and i'm like oh that's awesome like good for y'all because you guys are living your best life over there yeah, but, yeah for I'm, sure. I'm, with, I'm with you that i've like i'm like i don't i don't it's not for me it's it one of those things whenever i do see the trending section on twitch and i'm looking at you know counter-strike has another big tournament going on or there's you know so many hundreds of thousands of concurrent viewers i understand that with counter-strike even though it's an old ass game i understand it because the excitement of of headshots are and the precision and that sort of expertise it takes to be really good at that game but i'll never understand yeah i'll never understand mobas and why they're so popular you're, you're just you're, you're just clicking the ground you're just clicking the ground tell the little monito to go over here little monito right kevin the little monito anymore really no I'm monito kidding. like a toy <laughs> a little monkey it's oh. a little monkey is what it means monito. oh really i've all, it, for us yeah. it's always been a little toy little monito no it, but that does make me you seen that tiktok where people are like what if i'm a monkey and they keep Waving the hand, waving the hand, and the monkey no, gets bigger. No, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. No, I've been, I've been seeing a lot monkey. of TikToks that are like Jimmy Woo TikToks. Have you been seeing these, where people are just finding no. Jimmy or Randall Park in pretty much every single thing he's been casted in. Basically, everybody's in love with Jimmy Woo from Good. the Marvel he MCU. It. He's great. Yeah, and he I mean, deserves he's it. Jimmy Woo is amazing. But basically, there's a trend on TikTok of people being like, "Oh man, I'm he's watching." Here now. I'm watching the I'm watching the office for the for the uh for the jokes or whatever and then then they're like psych and then it's and then it's Randall Park appearing in uh, the office and that's like the whole thing. They've been doing that for a bunch of different stuff. Apparently Randall Park is in everything. But I digress. Awesome. I the day that me and Andy get into MOBAs might never come, but if it does, it's probably just so far away. Andy, if I wanted to come out to Mom and Grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. And do 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 yeah 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 out today we got 30xx on pc shores unknown for pc wolf team classic for pc nebuchadnezzar for pc void gore for ps4 xbox one and switch shattered tale of the forgotten for pc kick it bunny for Xbox One and PC, Speed Limit for PC, and then Super Red Hot Hero for Steam. Uh, then we got a write-in from Madog Nick 96 from Massachusetts over on Patreon.com. It's kind of funny games, just like you can. Uh, it says, hi, Blessing Andy. I don't really have a question. I just wanted to make sure you guys have a game on your out-today list. SMK versus Capcom Match of the Millennium releases for Switch today. I'm a big fan of SMK games, and I noticed like I, I noticed like a week ago you didn't mention King of Fighters two, King of Fighters 2002 Unlimited Match came to PS4. I tried to write into you're wrong, but the new games are read toward the end of the show, so Greg didn't catch it. I'm not fully blaming you guys either because I've noticed it with some previous SNK games. It might be an issue on their end with getting their press releases out. Please blame us. We deserve it. I mean, Greg deserves it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for reading this, and happy belated birthday, Andy. Uh, can't you, wait for Madog Nintendo Nick. Direct later today. Madog Nick 96 Thank you again, Madog Nick 96 for that. Uh, we do have a few new dates for you. Fights in Tight Spaces enters early access on February 24th. And then Adorable Cactus Puzzler Room to Grow is launching for PC and Looks Mac really good. February Looks 25th. Really good. Wait, Which that's one? from yesterday, though. Room to Grow. Greg had it on Oh, is list. it? I got the, I got the email. Like, it doesn't late matter. Yesterday. Honestly, it oh, that's fun. so funny. I thought the whole name of the game was Adorable Cactus Puzzler Room to Grow. I thought Room to Grow <laughs> was like the subtitle of the whole game. <laughs> Uh, and then we also have a deal today for you. This is from Wario64. Dreams is $9.99 on the U.S. Uh, store for PlayStation Plus members. And so if you have $9.99, you can pick up Dreams right now on PS Plus. And I highly recommend it. Dreams, underplayed. You should play it. It's amazing. $10 is a really good price for it. Go check it out. Of course, folks can go over to patreon.com slash games to get their questions and squad ups read on the show. Uh, I am entering into squad up with one from donald eccles who writes in and says hey kfgd crew i know this isn't your typical kind of squad up but this week is definitely not a typical week for me and my crew tomorrow jpl slash nasa is landing a rover on mars 12:55 p.m pacific standard time and i'd be honored for the best friends to join us the real party starts around 11:15 a.m tomorrow 
Over five years of development, seven months of cruising, almost 300 million miles through space, many sleepless nights, and it all rests on seven minutes that can literally make or break the mission. If you have a minute, stop on by. Wish us luck if we haven't landed or celebrate with us if we have. Again, uh, Donald Glover, or Donald, Donald Glover, <laughs> Donald, <laughs> Donald Eccles. <laughs> It'd be great if it was Donald Glover. Donald Eccles uh, left a long YouTube link that I, I'm, you know, it's hard to kind of boil down. I'm sure that'll be in the description, though, for those watching uh, on YouTube or listening on podcast services. Um, but if you want to know where you can get it, if you're just listening, you can go to at SirSonic on Twitter. That's Donald's Twitter account, at SirSonic, spelled S-I-R-S-O-N-I-K on Twitter if you want to learn more. I'm sure Donald Eccles will be tweeting about it there. Man, we have really important people doing stuff in our community. Yeah, no, that's really awesome. Also, the, that final paragraph that Donald Eccles wrote could be the plot summary of a movie that I would go watch. Like seven months of cruising a month, 30, 300 miles through space. It all rests on seven minutes that can literally break or make, make the mission. Make or break that's the mission. so cool, dude. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, of course, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it later for those watching on youtube.com slash games and listening later on podcast services around the globe ignacio rojas writes in and says uh nintendo has confirmed that they're going to change their multiplayer system probably making their online better for future games um and that's not a wrong it's just clarification or additional information so thank you for that ignacio uh and then we have one more for, from also from ignacio saying uh one of the reasons as to why microsoft chose this specific group of titles to to up their frame rates could be because these games share certain behind the scenes conditions you can't simply live up or you can't simply up the frame rate of any games without risking unintended consequences um which sounds like you know again, this is, sounds like speculation this is, all th- I wanna say. this is editorializing and i and i hear you ignacio rojas but that's also like a microsoft has a lot of first party games that they have access to i'm sure some of those you know they probably could have figured that out also like this is still this is a peculiar group of games no matter how you cut it but i'm sure there's a reason I'm if sure they were all on unreal 3 or something like that I would be more sort of convinced or something like that. You know what I mean? Tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Greg and Tim, so get hyped for that. If you're watching live on Twitch right now, after this is Mike and Greg playing some Division 2 and doing some football talk to get ready for tonight's FCF draft. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Games. so stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, Game Daily.